Welcome back to Daily Veritas episode 6. In this episode, we will be covering two controversial but important areas of our society today and just kind of delving into it a little bit and really asking questions and offering uh, different perspectives on, on these two very controversial points of our society today. So I hope you enjoy. The two topics I want to get into in this episode is covering pro-choice versus pro-life and then LGBTQ plus and the whole the whole discussion in that realm of things. Now, obviously, as a Bible uh, believing Christian, there's there's a big, um, you could say, a clear choice on both ends. So obviously, I'm pro-choice. Obviously, I'm against not LGBTQ people, but against the action, the sexual orientation of LGBTQ community. Um, I don't think we should hate the person. I don't think God hates LGBTQ people. That is absolute nonsense. But I am against the the actions of the LGBTQ people, of the sexual orientation, just very simply of a man with a man being sexually intimate or a woman and a woman being sexually intimate. And I could get into into my perspectives and my thoughts on it, but what I'm really here to do in this episode is for really whoever is listening to this and really to pose a question that I would just love to to have answered on, on both these spectrums. First, with the LGBTQ, um, a couple kind of questions come to mind when it comes to, to that idea. First of all, with like a, a kid's upbringing, let's say you have two two females as the parental unit, and you have a boy, right? And they adopt a kid. What happens when that kid grows up and enters his teenager phase and wants to learn, you know, how to how to shave? Um, wants to figure out, you know, why his body is reacting the way he, it's reacting. And just all, all like the, the the men development that's that he'll go through as a teenager. What if he is uncomfortable with sharing those details with his parents, which are both uh, both women, and and although can can help him through the process and talk him through, will never be able to fully understand what it means because they are women. And, and the, the same goes on the other side. Let's say there's two males as the parent unit. And it gets to that stage where she's developing, she's having a period, you know, and she's trying to figure out all the different changes, what happens with that conversation. So that, that's one question is just kind of like the, the development of a kid. How does that look like um, for a kid that grows up with the same sex gender parent? And how does that affect the development? Is it positive? Is it negative? And really just, just curious about that. Then I think I think that's really my main curiosity when it comes to the LGBTQ movement. Um, a second thing would be why why is it why has it become such a central piece of your identity, right? Because a sexual orientation seems like an objective. Thing that seems external, right? Who you have sex with seems like an external 
factor of external activity, it, it doesn't seem to be such an integral part of like my identity. Because when I think of like identity, I think of like, you know, basic things that you can't fundamentally change. You know, I am like, my skin color is white. So that's an identity marker, right? I can't change that. When I, when I go on like the identity boxes, I don't check the black box, I check the Caucasian box, the white box. That's how I understand, like, that's part of your identity. That's part of, like, your social classing. So, like, why slash when did sexual orientation um, come and become a part of identity? I'd be really curious to figure that out. So I think that those are two basic questions I have in that realm. To kind of flip the narrative now to the pro-choice, pro-life movement, two questions kind of arise in that level. Um, first, there's obviously like, you know, very real reasons why an abortion should happen. The, the mom is, is, is under serious health condition and it's the baby or the mom. You know, obviously that those are very difficult decisions and I can understand that. But what I don't understand as much is when you have a kid, right? And you don't, you're not capable financially to take care of the kid or you don't want the kid and you abort the kid. At that point, it's not a risk to your health. Um, so help me understand in the sense, the logic, because what, what I go through is, okay, even if you don't want the kid, the kid could still go into adoption, right? And could still live a good and full life, regardless of whether you wanted him or not. Because at that point, it becomes a, a life. It's alive, whether, whether it's considered human or not, it is alive. So it is taking away a live thing. So that's question one. But question two, um, let, let's say, for example, that you're planting a tomato garden. You go and get some tomato seeds. And you plant them in the ground. And in a little while, in a couple weeks, it will grow to be a tomato. And your friend comes over and says, what are you planting? You'll say, oh, I'm planting tomatoes. But the tomatoes haven't surfaced yet. But we know that you've got tomato seeds, and in a, in a couple you know, weeks or however long tomatoes take to grow, it's going to become a tomato. We don't say, oh, no, it's not yet a tomato. It's just you know, something else. But it's not a tomato seed yet because it isn't fully developed into a tomato. No, we, we just say tomato. So when... Did we, like, what, what's the really difference between that example and a human baby? Because, yes, the human baby, when he is developing, he's not fully human, right? When you take the first couple weeks of, of pregnancy, the, the baby's, you know, like, he's starting to shape, he's starting to form, he or she. But he's not fully, you know, in his full human state. But yet, a, a primary argument is that whatever it's okay to to abort because it's not yet human or it's not yet a person until you know it's really fully out of the womb or until it's a certain period of the pregnancy so why don't we apply that same logic then to tomato seeds for the example for the sake of the example um if we apply it to humans so that that's that's a question and then uh, a second thing 
with um, with with race and, and, and slavery and all that in 1960s America, it was still considered that a black person was not on the same level of, of being a human, right? It was not on the same level as a white person, which obviously we know in our society is dead wrong, and it's something that is being fought against and pushed back against, which is absolutely incredible, and has been. You know, we, we've had a black president. There's obviously racism is still a thing, but there's, there's been great advancements from going from a place of recognizing that this human being standing in front of you isn't actually... Um, human, and that made it okay, that was a justification for slavery, we've grown past that. So the question is, is it possible that we as a society might be recreating the same mistake we did with the race issue of classifying something that is fully human as not human? Just because uh, it's not, it doesn't look fully like a human yet. So those are really my my questions for this very, very controversial topic and one with a lot of discussion. But what I hope from this episode is A, that these questions provided maybe a different perspective and just a, a, a different form of, of communication. Um, and I would love to, to have discussion from this if you are a person that is pro-choice, if you are a person that is in the LGBTQ community or is an ally of the LGBT community, um, I would love to to enter into discussion and just um, just hear your your responses to those questions and just for it to be a place not of hate but just a place of love to just discuss and explore um, this field and just learn from one another. So that's my ultimate goal.